Hi everyone, so Mel is now going to go through with us the recruitment process for a graduate applying to WSP. Thanks Carla. Uh, we advertise all of our opportunities for direct applications through our website and also on GradCracker. We have some more information on GradCracker about the specific roles, uh, so you can view there what discipline you're interested in working in and have a bit more of the, the detail of the roles. Uh, the vacancy on our website is for the general graduate development programme applications. Uh, we take all of our applications online. Uh, you will answer some questions about your preferences in terms of discipline, what area of our business you might like to work in, and also locations. Um, so we know that not everybody is flexible to work everywhere, so we do ask for you for your preferences at the very early stages of the process. Once you've submitted those details on the website, uh, you will then go through, if you're successfully matched and we think we have opportunities that match the areas that you want to work in and the locations, you'll be invited to take part in a game-based assessment. That invitation will come via email and it has full instructions on how to complete that assessment along with the opportunity to do a practice assessment as well. Once that's completed, you'll get an individual report that tells you about your results from the game-based assessment and then we'll communicate with you about next steps via email. And usually that will be either an assessment centre or a face-to-face -face interview. Brilliant, thank you. So Mel, what information do students normally get ahead of attending an assessment centre or an interview? We send quite a lot of information to students ahead of those um, next stages, so either assessment centre or interview. We realise at that point that students are taking the time to come and see us, potentially time that's very busy for them with studying and assignments and so on. So it's really important that the time that they spend with us is valuable and productive for them and us. Mm -hmm. And we try to make that happen through sending as much information in advance as we can. So for assessment centres, we make sure that we send lots of information about travel. We book travel and, and pay for that for students to attend our assessment centres. So we send out lots of surveys beforehand to find out where they're travelling from, if they need any assistance with their travel, uh, whether we need to book accommodation for them if they're travelling from really far away. And we also ask lots of information in that survey about their interests so we can again confirm that everything that we've covered up to date in the process is correct and that we can match them to the right teams and so on. We'll send them details about the agenda of the day. Where possible, we'll let them know who they will be meeting. We certainly do that for interviews. Sometimes for assessment centres, it's a larger panel, so we yeah. can't always provide all of the names, but we, we certainly do that for interview. And where we can, we'll send information about the team that they'll be joining, links to the relevant sections on our website to help them prepare. Um, so as much as we can possibly pull together that we think will be useful in preparation, we, we definitely do send through. And at that point of the process as well, you're dealing with somebody in the recruitment team one-to-one. Um, -one. So you'll be able to ask any questions, you can respond to emails that come through regarding invites, um, and, and make sure that you've got that contact there. We're happy to take questions ahead of assessment centres if anybody's not sure of anything. And likewise for interviews as well. You will have one recruiter dealing with setting up that interview for you, so if there are any questions that you have, and we'd be really happy to, to answer those. Our job in recruitment is to make sure that people find the right roles for them, so we want you to do well in your interview, so as much as we can give you beforehand, um, we, we will pass on because we want to prepare you as well as we possibly can so that you'll be successful. That makes our, our job easier too. So. And more enjoyable, I suppose, as yeah, well. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> to, to have people ask us questions beforehand actually is really encouraging for us because it means that you're willing to do your research and 
um, and we can give as much as we possibly can and then what's quite nice for us is when we find out afterwards that the hiring managers come to us and say yeah this person was great and we'd like to hire them that's that's the best possible outcome so um, we do as much as we can beforehand to, to give that information and we'd encourage if you have questions or things that you thought you were going to research and you haven't had information about it to to ask the question because if we the other thing is if we can't provide the information because it's a new team or it's a new project or for whatever reason we we can't give lots of detailed information then we can let the people interviewing you know that we yeah. don't have that information available mm -hmm. so that they know that you couldn't do that research because because yeah. it wasn't there so so yeah we do as much of that as we possibly can mm -hmm. And how would you, um, you know, what would what advice would you give to a student in, in contacting you? Would it be via email, telephone? You know, you've mentioned that they can ask questions, but how do they do that? I think uh, probably email is is the best contact, yeah. and we, that's how you would get in touch with the student as well. So all this information would, would be via email. Yes. So keep checking your emails. Yes, yeah. definitely, <laughs> definitely check your emails. Make sure your email address on your application and yeah. your CV is correct. No typos. Um, and make sure that, that we, as you say, that you're checking that email. I know it's not necessarily advice to give, but I know a lot of students do set up a separate email address for application processes okay. so yeah. that they know in amongst all the junk mail that I'm sure mm -hmm. we all get, um, they know that that email address is specific to, to jobs that they've applied for and, and content about assessment processes. And I, I haven't personally done that, but I think that that's probably good advice yeah, to do. Yeah. And also it means you can have that email address as maybe a slightly more professional email address yeah. to the one that you use generally yeah. as well. So um, so that's potentially good good advice. But yeah, we, we do communicate by email most frequently. Um, the main reason for that is that during the period from kind of September onwards, we spend lots of time out of the office. Mm -hmm. We do assessment centres where we're, we're not at, next to the phone all of the time and contactable by phone. And it means that if we miss you, we've got a record there in email, in our inboxes, we can pick that up and make sure we come back to you. Um, and that's not always immediate. Sometimes it's a few days after we've got back from an assessment centre yeah. and caught up on all of our emails. But what that means is if you try to call us when we're not there, um, we, we won't necessarily be able to pick that up or come back to you. Whereas if the emails hit our inbox, we, we make sure that we respond to every query that we receive on email. So, so for us, definitely email is the best way. Fantastic. Thank you very much, Mel. Mel is going to discuss with us in more detail about the game-based assessment and her hints and tips. We introduced game-based assessment because we wanted to have a really good picture of the traits, those that indicated success at WSP. And the game-based assessment allows us to measure those traits in applicants and compare those to the traits that we have in our existing graduates and apprentices. So it provided us with a really fair, consistent approach to assessment at the early stages where we had lots of volume in terms of applications. And the other thing that it gave to us that we didn't have previously was that it allowed us to um, send through a report after the game-based assessment was complete to candidates, which gives them an insight into their traits and, and shows them um, the output of the assessment. And that meant that every single candidate that applied to us in those early stages was receiving feedback which was something that we hadn't been able to to provide previously and it gives them something to take forward in terms of learning about themselves mm -hmm. so as an employer that's why we introduced it in terms of preparing for game-based assessment the best advice i would give to candidates is that if an employer is using the tool and you have the option to do a practice assessment i would definitely say do that because 
that means that you can see how the mechanisms of the game work, you can understand what to expect when you actually start the live assessment. And in most cases, once you've started, you won't be able to go back and redo that. So the practice assessment's a really useful tool to be able to, to see what's coming. Um, and I think that's the best piece of advice I can really give in terms of preparing. The, um, lots of students will have completed traditional psychometric assessments with employers and the game-based assessment is very similar to that. There are no right or wrong answers, there is no right or wrong way to approach the questions on a game-based assessment. So really it's about um, following the advice of the instructions, making sure that you do the practice um, and then so it's about taking your time and thinking things through as well, isn't it? Don't just go in and rush into a question and answer it. It's you know making sure you thoroughly understand before you go on and then you know answer, answer the question or go through the game. Yeah, absolutely. And you'll feel more comfortable if you've read all of the instructions and you know how long it's likely to take and you've yeah. booked out the time in your diary to do that somewhere where you won't be distracted. You will then know what the expectations of that assessment are. So uh, I think reading the instructions, and sometimes they're long. Our instructions for the game-based assessment are quite long. They're longer than lots of the other communications that we send in the process. But that's because we try to make sure that we give as much information about the assessment and what to expect as possible. So I would definitely say, although you might be doing many, many applications and receiving lots of communication, um, those ones that send you assessments are probably some of the most important ones to read through really thoroughly before you start the assessment. Mm -hmm. And I think you've just mentioned something there, Mel, about your setting as well. So I would, I think if I was a student, I would go into this situation and make sure that you are in a quiet, in quiet environment. You know, you've got a glass of water sat next to you and maybe a pad and a pen ready so you can jot some things down as well. So maybe go into this, this game assessment as gaming assessment as you would be going into it like a, a, a video interview or a Skype interview and things like that. So you, you're in the proper setting, you know, you've got a sign on your door saying do not disturb and you're really in the frame of mind that you, you are going through um, an assessment process. Yes, absolutely. I would agree with that. And I think some of the things you've said there um, particularly relevant for, for other assessments as well, like mm -hmm. having notes and pens and paper and things, probably more relevant to those online interviews, for example. Um, yeah. I wouldn't say that much of that's needed for game-based assessment. Okay. It's a slightly different approach. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of the game-based assessments done by mobile. So I guess the tips in that sense are a, a little bit different in that make sure your mobile's fully charged. Yeah. If you're doing it online and you need Wi-Fi access, make sure you're not on a train where that Wi-Fi access is going to drop off. Yeah. Um, so I guess maybe with the game-based assessments, more around making sure the technology is ready for mm -hmm. you to do that as well. Um, but absolutely, being in the environment where you're not going to be distracted and you can focus on that is, is definitely great advice. The brilliant thing with game-based assessment for us is that it doesn't feel like an assessment, so that the, the clue there is in the game element of that, that yeah. each of the challenges that you're set are around um, maybe beating the clock or doing a particular activity where you have to count things or similar. And the, the good thing is that it is quite easy to feel relaxed when completing it because it doesn't feel like an assessment. So, um, so that's another of the benefits that we, we have in terms of introducing that is that we feel on the candidate side, it's a, a more relaxing way to, to complete what essentially is an assessment. Great, thank you very much, Mel.